Mothers of four or multiple kids would understand. I used to go to the pediatrician. They're like, okay, what's his birthday? I'm like, um. I do it all the time. I'm like, ah. That's how I feel about social media. I feel like sometimes you go on there and if you just see nothing but perfection, talk about a mental health bomb when you're like, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm not perfect, so I'm the issue because everyone else has a perfect life. I didn't realize that I was the first female in North America to own a private investigation agency. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Hi, I'm so excited for the day has finally come. I know. I have been so hyped to speak to you because you are a ball of energy. I mean, all of your social media. Okay, I'm going to just backpedal. The way we met, I sort of, for some reason, your profile started coming across my feed, probably because you're a rock star. And I'm like, chick rock. She is so non-traditional. She's so my kind of gal, you know, outside of the box, but just rocking it in everything you do. So for the audience who doesn't know you, can you just share a little bit about your amazing self? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much. I I think our story is so funny and I know we'll get into that later, but how we met and how we connected, it was one of those for me, like fate meant to be meant to happen. Love it. So um, thank you for saying that I have so much energy because I think that probably collapsing on the couch at the end of the day, my husband and children might disagree. That's not how they see me, but I think it's because I use it all day long. Yeah, I disagree. But you know what? It's all good because and I just want to be clear because there's some profiles on social that, you know, people are full of caca and, you know, oh, life is so great. And, you know, rainbows and unicorns. I don't mean your profile that way. I just mean I can tell your energy, your authenticity, and you're killing it. So that's what I meant by your profile. And I I do try and put it all out there. I do try and be as open and honest that, you know, we've all got our good days, our bad days, our our feeling like a million bucks days, and our goodness, we need help today days. So I try and make sure that. that I'm over and above. So I'll give you a breakdown of a little bit about me. So what I'm doing right now is I am with the Scotiabank Women Initiative. So I lead the Scotiabank Women Initiative strategy across Canada for small business. And I'm lucky because let me tell you, being surrounded every day, day in and day out by women entrepreneurs, there is nothing else to give you energy like that. Like that is a vibe. So I I mean, that is what keeps me going. Um, I just, I've never felt something like that in in any career or role or job I've done before. I've been with Scotiabank a long time. Very very happy to be with them 16 years. I've had some great wow. roles within Scotiabank. They're a really great corporation, take care of their employees. Um and this role is just different. And and in the best way. I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever, but the the fact that I get to do what I do it's it's pretty awesome the connections that I've made the relationships I've been able to build um, and and the super skills I have that I've been able to really showcase in this role have been amazing so what I get to do is I get to empower and hype women entrepreneurs I get to provide them with the tools and resources that Scotiabank's providing them and make sure they're aware of everything that's out there and available to them and that is so incredible I mean you've touched on so many I started jotting things down. I'm like, forget yeah. it. You know, we don't have 17 hours to do this podcast. Although I suggest, suspect this is one of many that we'll be doing together. Love it. So 
you touched on so many important things. I love the fact that you feed off of the founders and the entrepreneurs. Absolutely. That is key. And you know what? I'm the same. I belong to quite a, di a few different, um, you know, councils and memberships and whatnot. But my favorite is being around like-minded women and founders and entrepreneurs because it's sort of a lonely road sometimes. And I feel that when we all come together, we're like just starving for that, you know, girl pack, the, the time together, the stories, the experiences. We need that as women so much. And if you look at, you know, traditionally men in business, they go golfing. You know, and I want to golf. I've got the cutest outfit. I'm not that great at it. I'll go, I'll drive the cart. I'll, you know, serve uh, water and cocktails and I've got the outfit going on. But, you know, it is the same for women. We need that camaraderie and yes. that closeness. And I feel somebody like you, it's like, to me, you're that gal in high school that everybody wants to be friends with because you got that vibe and that energy. And you're right. You can't be on all the time. That would be ridiculous. And yeah, and if yeah. you were on all the time, you could bottle it, sell it. And then both yeah. you and I would retire in a couple of years. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But my point is, is you are somebody that exudes confidence that is there to help but you're also so authentic and saying, you know what? I don't feel great every day. Let's yeah. touch on that for a second, sure. especially with, you know, Bell Let's Talk and everything with um, surrounding mental health. You know, I'm a huge mental health advocate. Yeah. I love the fact that you're authentic about it because back in the day, especially corporate, it was very hush hush. And yes. now with all the support and all the help, I mean, we're still far away from where we need to be, but we're so yep. much closer. We're closing the gap on mental health and breaking the bias and whatnot. What do you have to sort of add to that whole culture and what's happening yeah. within corporate? Yeah. So I think what I can add to that is, uh, and I can, you know, 16 years with Scotia, I can only speak for, you know, my personal experience. And what mm -hmm. I can say is that we all have, we all have those days where we just need a break. We all been there where it's just become too much or we just need a reset or, and what I can say about Scotia in particular is they're so um, adamant. I'm going to use the word adamant about take your time, take your time, wow. take your break, take your step away when you need to step away. They're very supportive in that, that they don't want to see you overworked. They don't want to see burnout. They don't want to see, and like, let's think about it for a second, okay? Like, let's think about it in the corporate sense and, and in a small business even. If you burn out your employees, that's not good for you. Like that as an owner, as you know, as a corporation, as a small business, as whatever it is, if your employees are burnt out, and they don't take their week off to recharge, guess what? They're gonna either quit long-term or they're gonna be off six months, a year, whatever it is to get better. And so that for you in the long run, that's not a good thing. So yes, caring, compassionate, we want them to be better. But from a business standpoint as well, it only makes sense to want everyone to be better, right? A hundred percent, but that was, never the mentality sort of back in the no, day. If you look at absolutely. two years, five years, 25 years, it's like people would get worked to the bone. And yeah. I feel, you know, with the C word, which I'm not going to say, and it's not the C word everybody's thinking about. I got um, you. <laughs> prior to the C word, 
I think that everybody was go, 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 go. I feel like that was sort of the positive that came out of it, where it's like people would, people that normally wouldn't take a step back have taken a step back. Yeah. And yeah. then they were like, holy crap. <sighs> right. Yeah. And a lot of stress yeah. left, a lot of, you know, maybe unresolved issues came out, things like that, that they were able to deal with more family time. And so I love the fact of the culture, right? That Scotiabank and other corporations are now adopting. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, it's funny though, because we're sort of, and I, if I talk just about the private investigation uh, side of things, cause you know, that's one of my uh, corporations, you know, people work because they have to work and that's, that is just what it is. We are in a time where people are worried and concerned about money and whatnot. So I sometimes know that my, you know, managers and my partners struggle where they're like, you know, this person's asking for 70 hours and it's like, because they need to support their family of four or five, you know, how do we, how do we support? And yeah. so it's like, okay, if they want to do one special project a week like that, fair enough. Okay. We'll, we'll check in with them. We'll make it, yeah. you know, we'll get them an overnight or whatever the case may be, but to continuously work like that. And then you do get a little bit of pushback, right? You get a little bit of pushback from the, the person who's wanting the work, but yeah. sometimes, you know, I feel even myself as an entrepreneur, as a founder, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Don't you find oh, that where it's yes, like, absolutely. Oh, you know, I, it doesn't matter that I've been up since five. It's nice and quiet. It's 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. This is where the real work starts. And I'm like, wow, dude, like you've got to just pull it back yeah. and get some sleep. And I promise it'll be there tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So what's your sort of secret to saying because you're go 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 i see you yeah. all the time yeah. you've got you're like me mother of four you are a special special gal and so how do you sort of self-care and make yeah. avoid the burnout if you can i say absolutely so so there's two things i'll share uh, the first is is that i i heard once in speak again speaking to entrepreneurs i'm telling you that's where the genius lies i heard once an entrepreneur say to me it's not about balancing between work and life it, it's about figuring out at that moment which one needs you more and give and take. So it's not like 50% work and 50% life. It's like today, work needs 80% of me and life needs 20. And tomorrow, it might look completely different. And that to me was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense to me. That makes so much more sense because there are and days where it's like work just needs me today. I'm at work and I, I'm there. I'm 100% focused. I'm working till, you know, I'm in Toronto. I, I don't live where I work all the time. So like sometimes I'm in Toronto and I'm here for two days and all I'm doing is I'm working. I'm, that's it. I'm 100% at work. Other times, mama four, it's nope. Today's football tournament, basketball tournament, dance recital, yeah. to, whatever it is, today's about life. It's not about work. And so I'll have my work phone and I'm, I'm you know, 5% at work in case there's an emergency, but I'm 95% with my life. And so that that's one thing that really blew my mind. The other thing, like you mentioned about self-care, and it's funny, you mentioned earlier that I'm, I'm non-traditional outside of the box. Something I learned that really helped was that self-care has to be personalized. It has to be what's right for you. So, you know, people would say, oh, you know, you got to, um, you know, go get 
your hair done or your nails done or your, or uh, go yoga. That was I heard that all the time. You know what you do? You should do to relax is yoga. I'm not putting anyone down who loves yoga. If you love yoga, do <laughs> yoga. Like that's amazing. As someone with severe ADHD who cannot sit still for 30 seconds and absolutely despises quiet, yoga's not for me. Like yoga just is, that is not relaxing. That is not, that's, You're that's like, not that a is good not time. my space. It's exactly. just not my space. And so it's funny, I, I once got asked on another podcast, actually, you know, what do I do for self-care? I'll tell you what my very favorite thing to do is. And the thing that recharges me the most is I have a friend who lives close by. We're both moms and very busy and demanding jobs. And and um, we have porch dates. And they're very random. They're, if one of us has had a bad day, we will text the other to say, porch date? That's all it says. And then... My, my children, I have younger children or a younger child, so I have to stay at home. So she will come to me. She will show up. We have our big cozy hoodies, you know, the blanket sweaters that we sit outside and we get our, our drink and we get, you know, we just sit and we chat maybe an hour, maybe half an hour. Maybe it's two hours. Depends how bad the day was. And then we go our separate ways and it's not planned and we don't have to put effort into it. We bring a bag of chips and maybe a bottle of wine and, and we just chat it out, whatever it is. And then, you know, see you in a month or a week or whatever it is the next time we need that little I moment. Love that. I love that. And I want to be invited to the next. Place. I know, right? <laughs> I don't care where you live. I'm coming in my comfies and That's bag perfect. of chips. And yeah. And your slippers, but you got to show up in slippers. Oh yeah. No hair, makeup. I get all that. And I love that because so what you're saying, you said like so many important things, but two things I want to touch on is sort of to customize it and don't make it necessarily planned like a workout or a yoga or whatever. But then the other really important thing is, is you've got a person. And I find that regardless across the board, don't care about who you are, what you do, how much you make, where, what country or city you live in. I feel that for mental health and just for wellness all around, you have to have a person. And I love the fact that you're bringing up, you, you know, therapy is not for everybody. It is for some people. And yeah. I think therapy is perfect. Yeah. I think coaching is perfect, all that, but just, you know, beyond all that, you know, it's eight o'clock on a Sunday night, no therapist or coach or whatever typically will necessarily respond to you, but you have that. So I always talk about tools in the toolbox or your yep. safety nets, because you never think, oh, today I'm going to have such a bad day and then stuff is going to go, you know, plummeting to the ground. You know, nobody plans that. Everybody, you know, hopes for the best, but I always say prepare for the worst. So yep. for those days, you've got that in place. That is rock star. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing well that. And you know what I'll add to that, Adrian, yes. if you don't mind, is that yes. not only do I have a person, but I have several people. And I think that's really important because it, for me, you don't use a hammer for all the jobs you need to get done, right? You need different tools, right? Sure and do. so I, I've got different people. There are people that when I've had a moment at work and I need an opinion about my professional career or my direction, I've got those people that I'm gonna say, hey, I need to put this past you. I need to see what your insights are. I need to see what you think, where you think I should go. Am I doing the right thing? But sometimes it's mom stuff. And then I've got, 
you know, my mom people that I'm reaching out to being like, oh my gosh, I'm doing, this is going on with the kids and I don't know what to do about it. Have you ever been there? Or do you want to just vent about it with me and talk yeah. about it? How awful of a decide why we became yeah. mothers? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And no, and you know what? That is such an important point too. The reason I said the one person is number one, you were just yeah. talking about her. And yeah. I think yeah. that sort of emergency person that's close yeah. by is so key. For sure. And then I love the fact that you've got your different groups, as do I. But there are people that self-isolate when they're anxious, mm -hmm. they're depressed, or they've had bad moments. So hopefully yeah. if they're listening to this, you know, there, there's lots of helplines and there, there's yeah. help always out there. But like you said, sort of pre-making your support says it takes a village. I don't care what it is. It takes a village. But the other thing is too, it's just not holding it in and holding it close to your chest, which I think is really important. But I love the fact that you said that. And then I just want to backpedal even more and say something that you said that was so key. So a lot of people talk about relationships and you know the publication that you're contributing to the uh, sort of the theme is it's all about creating relationships. And I feel like yeah. that's what you're all about, not only personally, but also in business, which is so yeah. great. And I'm so excited to read your article. But Thank nevertheless, you. Um, you know, you said to me in the beginning, you know, it's not like I give 50% all the time, 50%. You know, and that is so true about life across the board. You know, yeah. I was brought up in a day and age where it's like you give 150%. And my therapist said to me, Adrian, scientifically impossible to give 100%. You don't have that to give. And I'm like, but yeah, I can always go that extra mile. And her thing was, okay, but then you were only giving 90. So let's start with 100%. And this was like a real process for me throughout several months because I had the old school work mentality, work, 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 work until, you know, you fall to the ground, have a heart attack or goodness knows what, right? Yeah. So then she continued to sort of teach me and there was a lot that Brene Brown is great at this as well. Relationships, sometimes you can give 90% where the other person's having a really crappy day and they can only give you 10. Let's use our partners, for example. Yeah. And then, you know, other days you walk in and it's, you know, something that, even my partner and I have been discussing lately. And it's like, if you've had a crappy day and I'm like, listen, I've got 30%. I got yeah. your back. I've got the 70, right? And it's a yeah. hard thing to do, but it is such an important tool. And you kind of bring it up and sort of have filtered that throughout your personal and professional life. So yeah. kudos to you. Um, but you. I think it's important for other people and people that are listening to this podcast to be able just to look into that theory, you know, there, and we were also really brought up with the 80, 20 rule, you know, if 80% is good and 20% not so great, or if 80%, is, no, it, you know, in this day and age, when you thought you were going to zig, you got to zag, you got to know how to pivot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to you have to be able to pivot. You can't plan out, especially when we're talking about relationship building. You can't plan out relationships. I always think it's really funny. I do a lot of mentorship through a lot of different programs. And I always think it's so funny when I get asked the question like, okay, I'm gonna write down the steps. So how do I network? What? You can't <laughs> plan <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to LOL out loud, but it's like, okay, yes. 
So you can't, the way I look at it is, is really, it's, I mean, I don't often call it networking. It's a traditional term for it. I like to call it connecting, but it's the same thing. But really what you're doing is building relationships and you can't plan that out. You have to, it's a reciprocal relationship. So maybe if I'm like, I want to know Adrian and I put it out there, maybe you don't want to know me or maybe you don't want to know me today. Maybe. And so you yes. can't plan that because there's someone else involved. Yes. I, you know what? I just had this conversation with one of my sons who uh, is having a hard time with somebody. Uh, one of anyways, doesn't matter. But uh, my thing is you can only control yourself. You yep. can control yourself. You cannot control other people. You cannot control the outcome. You can control how you are going to deal with things. And yep. just to go backwards. Yes. The whole networking connect i usually say connecting for me it's always been i've built all my businesses around creating relationships even the way you and i became fast yes. friends i'm like love this chick and it's yeah. so we're, we're gonna talk about i'm gonna get your take on how we connected yeah. and then i think you connected with me and i'm like oh my god you were one of the people i was gonna reach out to but anyways to me it is about creating a relationship and I think people don't understand that. I think people want to walk in and say, okay, well, this is my business. This is who I am. This is whatever. And that's great. But I have been saying this for decades. People are not buying into brands. You might have the best brand, the coolest rock star, whatever. You know, people are buying into founders. They're buying into people. Yeah. They're buying yeah. into executives. They're not buying into the logo. So create the relationship, go for coffee, go yeah. have the conversations, do things that are going to see if you guys actually gel together because you might not. And you might think, oh, I don't know if I really want to have this person in my business network or personal network. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Right? Not everybody's yeah. for everybody. Absolutely. So I think that's what you're saying too. But uh, I think yeah. I... You, you had something to say around that. Go ahead. Well, I was just I was just going to share our story because I think it's very fitting. And so, it's, you know, I had been I have a very large network, obviously, of entrepreneurs because of what I do and how I do it. So this great network of entrepreneurs that surround me and I just I love it. And so one of a couple, actually, not just one, but it was one in particular that I saw um, in my feed shared that that they had spoken with you and that they were being highlighted by you and they shared their their post and their and and I reached out and said, oh, my gosh, like th this is so fantastic. I love this. I love the vibe. I love the message. I love I love all of this, which which caused me to then make sure I went and discovered everything I could. I followed all of your socials. And I was like, this is fantastic. Um, and I, I so I reached out to my contact. and I was like, this is phenomenal. And I've, I've seen that individual in in different, you know, publications and podcasts. And, and they're always great. I mean, they're they're such an impactful human being, but, but there was a different vibe. Uh, just, it really caught my eye and it really, so I reached out to them and said, just so you know, like this was on point, like this was awesome. And she said to me, you have to meet Adrian. She's like, I told Adrian that you have to, that you guys got to connect. She said, Chris, whenever I talk to Adrian, I think about you. And whenever I talk to you, I think about Adrian. She said, you need to meet. And I said, that's great, because I've already sent her a message. Like, I've already <laughs> connected and sent her, I'm just waiting to hear back. And it was funny, seconds later, you had messaged me back and essentially saying, like, 
I've been seeing your stuff. I've been meaning to connect. I had you on my list for next week. Like, I'm so glad we're getting connected. I know. And I love that because it, it just goes back to, and thank you for sharing that. But, and exactly like when you message me, I'm like, okay, thank you universe, because I yeah. have been meaning to reach out to you. And it was the same. There were all these rock star women and there are a few, and I think I know who it is that talked to you about me. Um, because she also mentioned you to me and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to definitely reach out. And I saw your posts and I'm like, this chick rocks. And see, normally I'd be wearing leather, by the way, I see you're wearing your leather yeah. jacket. And I'm like, we are so alike. And then as soon as we got on the phone, I felt like, you know, when you just feel this connection yeah. with somebody. So yeah. aside from, you know, having the high energy, we're mothers of four. And I'm sorry, I love all my people that have one, two, and three kids, but until you have four, it's next level. I'm just yes. going to say that. Totally next level. It's funny because I had my, um, when I had my last one, which he's much, much older now, but uh, they were, they said to me, the OBGYN is like, you know, my mother, he was so sweet. He was the fourth boy is, um, my mom is a mother of four. And he goes, I don't know why it always stuck with me. He goes, you know, there's a very special place in heaven for mothers of four. And I'm like, Love that. that was so, I, I don't know that. why it always stuck with me. I didn't understand it until, you know, I had four kids. And then, you know, I'm kind of saying to my husband, um, do you feel like we have a lot of kids? And the kids are older. And he's like, you are just feeling this now. I'm like, yeah. yeah odd right like because when they're little you just do what you do and you go through whatever i mean you've still got one that's super young right yeah so my story is a little bit unique in the sense that i Tell never me. got to experience and like I, i'll i i can only imagine the chaos let me let me start by saying that <laughs> i never got to experience all four of mine small together i never i never had that so my my i have three boys and a, and a girl. And so my three boys I have two 18 year old boys. They are not twins. I get that question all the time. I have two 18 year old boys. One we adopted two ish years ago, uh, almost three years ago. So, so I didn't have the pleasure of having him in our family when he was small. And then my 18 year old son, and then I have a 15 year old son. And then my daughter's four. So my boys weren't small when my daughter worse. came along. Three teenagers and a little one. <laughs> I don't know, hon. It's, you know, regardless. So first, I want to tell you the fact that you adopted someone, that to me, and especially an older child, that to me just goes back and speaks to your heart. You're all heart. You know, you, was, you've got, you know, somebody be, maybe looks believer. at you. They're like, oh, she's cool. She's got a leather jacket. Da, da, da. But you've got this heart of gold. And I think that's one of the other main reasons that we're so connected because I'm the same way. But the fact that you gave somebody else a life and a chance, you know, I just so applaud I'm a you. Firm, it, it, I'm a firm believer things are meant to be. I think that that we've done wonderful things for all of our kids. But I, I believe that they teach us and give us things as well. Um, and, and so I will say that, that all of my sons have, have taught us some great lessons, uh, and, and our adoptive son included. I think he's really shown us how to appreciate things. Um, and he's shown my sons, my biological sons to appreciate what they have and what they've grown up with. Um, because he didn't always have those, those things that they consider to be 
the norm. Doesn't everybody have that? Like that's the norm, yeah. like to them. And and so the, there was definitely some lessons learned. There was definitely give and take. I think we're all very lucky for the way things worked out. And I'm a firm believer of things happen for a reason. And uh, mm. and so I think it's made all of us better people for sure. I love that. I, you know that for sure. We have to do a whole podcast on because there's so many questions I have and I am going to like just end that little part with, yep. I love the fact, uh, you know, things happen for a reason that that's my motto. That's how I live. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe you and I met just by chance. And, you know, and as I said, when it popped up, like you said, seconds later, I'm like, Oh my God, I love this woman. But anyways, um, I love the fact that you said something that is so important. And I talk to my parents all the time and my clients that are parents. And, you know, sadly, through the investigative uh, side of things, we deal with a lot of troubled youth, mm. um, children missing, kidnapped children, things that don't turn out so well when they've gone missing yeah. as well. And what they have taught me is resilience, fearlessness and all of that. But our kids have taught us so much and people are like, Oh, what do you mean? Like, how could you give them that power and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because they have, okay, let's just not even talk about like things like social media. That's yeah. the given. <laughs> whenever anything electronic goes south. And I remember even when my younger son was like super young, which like, as I said, now he's, Oh gosh, now he's like 15. They all just had birthdays. So it's, you know, you get so you got to remember all the new ages. Yeah. yeah. Only mothers of four or multiple kids would understand. I used to go to the pediatrician. They're like, okay, what's his birthday? I'm like, um, and they're like, no, don't you feel like horrible you when four. you have to think about it? I do it all the I time. Know. I'm like, ah, wait I a know. second. He's <laughs> yes, it's so bad. Well, people think it's so bad, but then I'm like, I have four. Some people are like, mm -hmm. and then other people are like, oh, okay, I understand. Right. Yeah. But the fact is that they have taught us patience. Oh my gosh, mm. patience. You know, when you think like you have nothing left, but you still, because of the love that you have for them, that's where you pull your patience out of. And the unconditional love, even when it's really, really, really tough times, mm -hmm. there's so much that they've taught us. Lessons that you could never learn in a classroom or a boardroom or professionally, they ha that has been so incredible for me. I still yeah. love being a founder and an entrepreneur Absolutely. and it lights yeah. me up like no problem, like nobody's yeah. business, yeah. but that is really the core of what I have learned from my kids. And I think, yeah. I think it's just beautiful, um, but uh, challenging. Yes. That's why there's porch date nights. I told yeah, you, exactly. you, how many kilometers away are you exactly? That's right. How quickly can we meet in the middle on someone else's porch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I know, sadly, it's so sort of coming to an end, but I do want, I've got a couple of more quickie questions. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it mean to you to be unbreakable? So obviously mm. our brand is called I am unbreakable there were, I just put something out on LinkedIn sort of the power of I am because anything that follows I am typically you are if you say it enough to yourself yeah. so yeah. I am unbreakable the struggles part of the story what does it mean to you so to me it means not permanent 
No permanent damage. How's that? So Ooh. I've had lots of ups and downs. If I'm talking personally, if I'm talking professionally, there's been lots of ups and downs. Professionally, I'm not a, like you said, I'm not a traditional banker. Like when you look at me with the hair, with the tattoos, with the, like I've had a lot, and 16 years I've been with a financial institution. So it, there's been a lot of, oh, you can't have that hairstyle. You can't have that tattoo. You can't, not now. It's changed. It's better. It's fantastic. Please don't get me wrong. Things have come a long way. But when I started as a young person who didn't know if I could say anything or stand up for anything, or it was different. It was different then. And so there, there's been challenges. I've had lots of health challenges. I've had lots of fertility challenges. I've had lots of, you know, loss and issues. And there's been lots. I have degenerative disc disease. So I've had years, literally years oh that I that I can't walk. <laughs> so, so there's, there's been times. So when, when I hear I am unbreakable, to me, it means I can flex, I can bend, I can fall, but you're not going to break me. You can't break me. I'm going to get up. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to like, it's, it might be, you know, delayed. It might be slower. I, I always like remember when I would army go, crawl. yeah, like, yeah. I, you know what you say that, but I've been there. I've, there's been times where, you know, my kids, my boys were small. My back is out. I'm waiting for the ambulance and I'm army crawling to the door to help them get out to the bus. Like I, I've been there so you can do Sorry, whatever. I'm laughing only because unless you have that, which I also have it, I've got four and, and I've got two in the neck, several in the lower, whatever. Unless you've been through that kind of pain, you don't understand what it is. And that's why I said army crawl. It's yeah. the most, one of the most, there's many uh, you know, sure. or diseases yep. that are debilitating, but it's very, very tough. But that just no, makes me know even more so why we were connected. We yeah. have so many similarities and, yeah. you know, I'm convinced it's schlepping, well, schlepping the kids and then schlepping yeah. the kids and yeah. all of yeah. the other schlepping that we did for how many years. Yeah. But, you know, I really do believe one, one of my several tattoos, I think I, I, I don't even know which arm it's on. It's on one of the I know, arms. I know you've lost where everything I goes. don't know. It's wherever, but it, it says life gives the, the, the hardest battles to the strongest warriors. And that's sort of how I see you. And I love the fact that you pause for a second because I am unbreakable can mean so many different things to so many people. Of course, it's an, it's a positive affirmation, obviously. Yeah. But like you said, I love the fact that you're like, you know what? Life is hard. I've gone yeah. through some crappy things. I continue to go through challenges and obstacles, yeah. but it's not going to stop me. And no. that is the whole premise of I am unbreakable, which is, you know, we talked about this prior to um, the, the podcast, which is, you know, you see some people's social media and it's all about rainbows and unicorns and I'm on a boat and a yacht and here's my Rolls Royce. Well, what about the nervous breakdown you had, you know, three, yeah. three years ago? What about, you know, you talk about loss. What about the tragedy? What about, you know, and I feel that coming from it in a very authentic way. And that's why I knew I had to connect with you. To me, the authenticity and the women that are sharing, I mean, you know, some of yeah. the women that are yeah. sharing on the podcasts and on the publication are women that are very private. And they're like, Adrian, I've yeah. never shared this. I cannot believe I got on a podcast or I actually wrote this and you published it. But there's such empowerment for them 
oh, but taking it yeah. one step further, the reason it was created is also to empower future leaders like your daughter or future leaders like somebody that is just left a corporate position and they're 50, Absolutely. 60 years old, don't know what to do, but it's, you know, that support system. So, and I feel like you are the epitome of support. So, so well, you're going to you. say something. Thank you. I just want to share that. I, I always, I like to use the example of think about when you're uh, a new mom, right? And mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not sleeping and the baby cries and you know, why are you crying? And you don't know. And you, <laughs> you know, and you just like, you look a mess and you haven't, your roots are coming in and you're like, you just don't feel yourself. You don't have your vibe back. You don't have, you know, like you're not into a groove yet, you know, and you, you talk to another mom. Could you imagine if that other mom says, everything in my house is perfect. I feel amazing every day. I sleep every night. My hair's never been better. Uh, my, you know, my baby never cries. Uh, they eat everything. They love everything. My laundry's done. My, could you imagine how you would feel as the mom who's having all the struggles if you were just like, oh my God, it's me. Like there's something wrong with me. I'm not doing it right because everyone else is having this easy time. And that's how I feel about social media. I feel like sometimes you go on there and if you just see nothing but perfection, talk about a mental health, you know, bomb when you're like, it's me, I'm the problem. I'm not perfect. So I'm the issue because everyone else has a perfect life. So I yes. like to be able to share not only myself, but I like to be able to speak to others and say, what are the challenges and how'd you get through them? How, you know, how, how was that struggle and what'd you do and how'd you get by and who'd you talk to? And because then other women go, oh, thank God, someone else is having challenges. I'm having challenges, but they got through it. And so I can get through it too. Exactly. And you just, I, I'm going to, you know, obviously highlight what you just said, because that is the exact reason that I started this, because everybody would say to me, well, why are you highlighting other people? And why are you? And I said, well, the, re and, and they're pulling this in a creative meeting, not like questioning, why yeah, are yeah. you, you know? And yeah. I said, you know, because we need it because everything looks so perfect on social media. And, you know, now people are talking out, but it's, you know, we're part, I always say that we're part of the solution. We're not the full solution, but we're a big part of the solution. And as we continue to grow, grow the network, grow the podcast, the publication and everything. And these amazing yeah. women come on and say, look, stuff was hard for me but I'm yeah. here now, but let me explain my journey. Let me explain what I did. And if you can take 2% of this, 0% of this and 10% of that, we're still ahead of the game. And these yeah. women are willing, you know, before back in the day, they'd really like hold their cards close to their chest. Everything was a secret. Now yeah. these rock star women, yourself included, are sharing and saying, look, this is what I, what I endured. This, this was yeah. the obstacle that I, you know, busted through, went around, army crawled under, hurdled yeah. over. Yeah. And what empowerment, like, gosh, I wish I, I look at it too, being a female, I think I told you with the private investigation sector, I didn't realize this going in that I was the first female in North America to yeah. own a private investigation agency. And I didn't find out till years into it, but it made sense why I struggled so much of trying to find mentorship, trying to find a camaraderie of people, you know, industry wide. I was very unaccepted in the industry. I mean, yeah. really unaccepted, you know, online bullying, phone calls, being followed, you know, the, just really bad nonsense. 
Yeah. And then I thought, I never want another women, woman to go through what I went through, feeling alone. And so I never really understood it because to me, and you're the same, I just do what I love and love what I do. I never thought, yeah. well, I'm a woman, I can't do this. You know, I can't, I can't do it. Did we talk about, I think we talked about the auto shop too, which is so crazy yes. in high school. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. We I swear to God, we were, auto class. I know. we were separated at birth. And I tell this story to anybody who cares or will listen that, you know, they shipped the girls off to home ec and sewing and cooking and my friends and the guys got shipped off to auto and I had like my face pressed against the glass. I'm like, yeah, I be in. In there. and so I'd go down to the principal's office and he's like, back to class, back to class, Adrian. No, 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 no. Finally, after two or three weeks, I'm like, just tell me why I'm like, cause I looked at knowing how to operate a vehicle. I loved cars, always loved cars, but it was a sense of independence for me. So I wanted yeah. to know how they ran, how they worked, how to change a tire, oil, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, fine, because you're a girl. And I was like, oh, be still my beating heart. What, what do you mean? Yeah. It was like the first time that I had ever had somebody tell me, well, you're a girl. You can't do that. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and yeah. so finally he let me in. And it was just like, I think he just wanted me out of his office every single day. And uh, yeah, and so there was many other women to follow. And I love that. So I think that's sort of where you and I, because you had a similar path, did you not? Can you share? Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. I was, I, I, I didn't get quite as much of a fight. There was choices between home ec and auto, uh, oh. and shop where you could build things, and uh, and I chose auto, and I was the only girl in my class. It was all guys and me. And for three years, like all through high school, I took yeah. auto every year, and I was the only girl in class every year all through high school and wasn't and it great it was my it was such a fun class that oh, i would go to the auto room on my spare and be like can i just yes. work on whatever we're working on like and I hang just out like being here yeah i just like being here i love that too and you know um i didn't realize that um i do have a learning disability i just and i hate the word disability a learning thing okay where I learn differently. I'm much yep. better visually versus here's a book, read this. And then, you know, da, 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 you know, yeah. or I chunk things. And I only talk about learning. I only learn this through my children going through the school system with them, with them, them getting yeah. an IEP and going from, you know, just, just barely passing to honor roll. So, you know, God bless of the things that we learn. And yeah. so, but I did my homework. I got the, I just want to say, I got the highest mark every single year, like you, year after year. And the guys are like, I just rebuilt like a, you know, 67 Chev, da, da, da. And she's getting like a 90 something. And, and it was funny, both auto teachers who I love um, would be like, but she did her homework. Like she I would just underline, yeah. my, underline with red and, then, you know, yeah. do whatever. They would never do their homework, like not ever, right? The practical they'd be doing yep, it, right? Yep. So it was just funny. You know what? Those were some of the best years. Love, love, love it, right? But it goes yeah. back to saying what we said. Find what you love. Do it. Don't let yeah. anything stop you. Yeah. You know, do you have, you know, sort of in closing, because you and I, like I said, I know you've got another meeting, as do I, but I could talk to you forever and ever. You've got. I know. I feel like we need to do this again, because I feel like there's more to oh, be said. 
don't you worry. We've I've already got like a whole plan about a series Amazing. you and I are going to do. Amazing. Well, so there'll be many. There'll be many next. Um, but I want to ask you, is there a motto that you sort of live by? Like, so one of mine is the struggles part of the story. So that's life. Okay. Obstacle. It's here. Can't get past it. It is what it is. Never give up on your dreams. My three favorite words. Yes, you can. But I bet you, you have a ton of them. Can you share a couple with us in closing? Yeah, I can. So one of them that I live by truly believe in be fierce. That for me, like stand up for what you believe in, be respectful to respectfully, you know, but be fierce. It's okay to have beliefs and it's okay to say them out loud. That's, that's allowed. Mm. Um, in the same sense, don't ever close your mind off to learning. So you can have beliefs, but that don't say like, I can't ever change. You, you can, you can. Yes, you, but, yes, you can. But if you strongly believe in something, that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Be fierce. Be fierce about what you believe in. Be fierce about what you want. Be fierce about what you like. Just be fierce. I think that's important. And mm. family first is, is a big one for me. Family first. Like, uh, my family comes first. I love what I do. I love my work. I love my community. I love my entrepreneurs. I love I love it. But my family comes first. They're my everything. So if they need me, I'm out. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just, that's, hands down, that's it. Is if they need me, I'm out because family's first. I love that. But isn't that sort of part of your persona? And everybody knows, say, you and I have, I swear, I think we were separated at birth, but that's like another story for it. We'll do like uh, Ancestry something yeah, yeah. together. Make sure we're not uh, separated at birth, but I'm the same. But isn't that sort of what makes you who you are? It's you've got this loyalty about you and it's your legacy, your, your kids or your family and people that yeah. I have amazing friends um, and family that don't have kids. So it's not all about just the kids. It's your partner. It's whoever you, hey, it's, absolutely. it's no, whoever absolutely. you consider family. My, my friends, my, like I, I'm very loyal to my circle and I, I'm not, people have commented in the past. They're like, you have so many friends for so long. Like my friends are from like middle school. Same. Yeah. Like, you know, because I really cherish those relationships. But that says something about you. Like you said that you not only cherish them, but you foster them, you work on them and you are all about creating relationships. And you know what? Some friends, sadly, you have to say goodbye to if if there's some some toxicity or whatever the case may be. But obviously you're doing so many things right. I feel so blessed to be part of your circle. And I give you a big hug that you're part of our circle now and the Unbreakable family. I cannot wait to do this again. Oh, same. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to do more. I can't wait to do more. This has been fantastic. And we will. Okay, see you soon. High five. High five.